11-year MLS pro Quincy Marroquois here, and you're now listening to The Perfect Soccer Podcast, where your host goes one-on-one to get to know your favorite professional soccer players, both on and off the pitch. Because how better to learn what it takes to become a pro soccer player other than directly from pro soccer players? Today's episode is brought to you by PerfectSoccerSkills.com, the number one and only platform you'll ever need to connect with and learn from pro soccer players. Learn more and enter to win weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to PerfectSoccerSkills.com slash PSTM to enter to win for free today. With that said, please enjoy today's episode. What's up, everybody? This is the first episode of the Perfect Soccer Podcast. Our first guest slash creator is Quincy America. Quincy, how's it going? I'm doing good, man. I'm happy to be a part of the show and kick off the official first episode. Yeah, for sure. I know the followers already know you, but for people that don't know you, you want to give like a brief background about yourself? Yeah, no, I'll and I'll try to keep it as brief as possible. As you know, I can talk. At, I can talk at length. Yeah, see, I know you're laughing because you know I can. I can go on and on. But uh, for those who don't know, my name is Quincy Marqua. I uh, just have completed my 11th year of professional soccer in MLS. That's Major League Soccer. I'm currently going into uh, my free agency um, for the second time. Um, I've just completed my year with DC United, and yeah. Um, though I've played in the MLS for over over a decade now, what I talk a lot about on over on PerfectSoccerSkills.com and our podcast and all of the content and platform and things that we're putting together is the MSL. So that's the Mental Strength League. Um, it's an idea and philosophy and mindset that helps you accomplish your goals. And uh, everything that we do on the Perfect Soccer platform is – centered around helping players, parents, and coaches understand the, uh, the on- and off-field side of the game so they can best put together a plan of action to, to accomplish their goals. So that is who I am, and that's what we're doing here. Yeah, definitely. I think you got to start introducing yourself as MLS champion, too. Oh, as an MLS champion? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I guess. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I guess we did win an MLS Cup championship. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, like 11 year, for 11 year veteran and MLS champion. <laughs> or MLS champion first, I guess, maybe. I, I, yeah, no, I guess that would be. <laughs> I guess it would be better to, to present it that way. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm learning. I'm learning more and more. Maybe maybe uh, that maybe about, that make you, maybe that makes you come off as uh, kind of cocky though. Yeah, but I guess that's okay as long as it's true. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really consider it cocky if what you're saying is true. But a lot of other people, a lot of other people think what they think. I mean, we could probably we get into that, and that's what I talked to you about <laughs> on on the Ask a Soccer Pro show. You know what I mean? Like, as long as what you're saying is true, I don't think anything's cocky. So I don't really think too much about how I'm presenting myself, but maybe I should spend a little bit more time doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe I, yeah, I think maybe tomorrow you should just flash the ring tomorrow on Instagram or something. Throwback Thursday. 
coming back Thursday and let him let him see the ring. Yeah. <laughs> so I know I know you said you're a free agent right now. Like, what are you looking for in a team? I am looking for a team that understands the value I can provide well beyond that of just on the soccer field. All right. Do you think when do you when do you want to sign? I should say. Oh, I haven't put much thought into that. I guess I just wait until offers come and then I have conversations and see where it goes. Um, I guess I'm so familiar with the process in terms of how I've been viewed in the league over the course of my career that I know that everyone ends up coming and speaking to me last, which has its pros and cons. Um, I think most players aren't spending as much time as I do planning for their post-career or haven't spent as much time as I have planning for my post-career. So I've been planning for my post-career the day I joined the league 11 years ago. And in doing so, I haven't lied to myself about how teams and people and organizations view me uh, because I understand that and I'm honest with myself about it. I've been able to play in the league as long as I have. Uh, But I do think at this point in time in my career um, that that perception is changing that perspective is changing, and um, I feel like the teams who are understanding what it is that I can do and provide will come to me quicker than they have in the past. But uh, we we'll see. I, I don't know. That's that's just a that's just a conspiracy, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And why did you start uh, Perfect Soccer? Oh well, uh, a really. Large reason I, I started Perfect Soccer was because when I had met Ross LeBeau uh, back in 2010 uh, on the MLS Cup Championship team, that you're you're letting me know that I need to start <laughs> referencing a little bit more. Um, uh, I had never met an individual who loved speaking about soccer more than uh, than Ross did, and I saw that he just had a huge passion for it and he loved it. But I also saw that he didn't fully understand the business side of things and what would be necessary to be able to do that for the rest of his life. And I also heard and learned about his story about how he had over 25 plus recruitment offers uh, by the time he was eligible to play college soccer, Mm -hmm. um, which was the polar and complete opposite of mine. I had, I got lucky to get seen and recruited all in the last game of my last tournament in my club soccer career. Um, I've talked uh, about that at length in other podcasts. So if people are interested in the college, my college recruiting story and process, they can learn more about that at perfectsoccerskills.com slash college. But yeah, just seeing Ross's passion for speaking about the, the game and um, the stark difference between both of our processes, I saw a huge opportunity to create a platform for, for you know, aspiring players and just parents and coaches trying to figure it out. The honest information that I didn't see being provided online that would best help players like me who fall through the cracks all the time because they don't fit the quote-unquote you know, prototype or phenotype that you know, has been branded as what the typical or ideal soccer player needs to look like or play like. So... This was this was this is for all the people that I've seen over the course of my career that had had the ability, the talent, the drive. They had everything that they would need to be able to play at this level, but didn't have access to the information they would need to 
understand how to get to and sustain being at this level. And what made you want to start this podcast, this specific oh. one to interview soccer players? I think I think a lot of guys, understandably so, aren't planning for their post career and they aren't building and putting things in place that will help them create a platform for themselves so they can make the transition post-career more smoothly. So I guess I kind of took it upon myself to be able to create the different avenues and platforms for those guys to start building those things while they're playing so there's something that they can reference back to if and when they're, you know, not if, but when their career is ultimately finished, like, I hope all these guys go on to have 15, 20 year long careers, but you know, some of them, some of them will, and many of them won't. And, um, while they're playing, if I can help facilitate, you know, them sharing their story, sharing what they've learned, understanding the process of, 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 of building their brand, of, of creating a network and connecting with people and learning the process, it won't be so scary and they won't be starting from scratch. Uh, when they do ultimately decide that they're ready to transition into whatever their post-career, yeah, whatever their post-career goals or aspirations um, end up becoming. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's going to be a good media outlet too, just because I haven't really, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I haven't really personally seen a lot of MLS players on podcasts. Like I've seen a lot of other athletes in other leagues, so I think that'll be good too. Um, and especially, obviously, MLS is growing, so a lot of new teams and stuff like that. Yeah, I think soccer is in a very underserved market here in America, and quality, high quality educational soccer content is extremely under underserved here. You know, I just the the typical American fan hasn't had access to information that's meant to help them better understand the game and question those who are in charge and the information they're receiving. Uh, most have just been watching a you know a fan and. And spectating, but I think as time goes on, America definitely wants to be a place that is, you know, how it is here. We we we're winners. We want to win, and when we start to, if we're going to start seeing that on an international stage, we're not competing at the level we expect we should be um, as Americans. I think we. I think a reason that we'll be able to make that jump is is directly tied to the the quality of information that the audience is, is getting access to. And I just don't think they know that they're, they're not getting as high of quality information as available, you know, and, mm-hmm. and the plan is to help facilitate that. Yeah. And I think it's kind of unique too with soccer is, you know, some kids go to college, some, some kids don't, some of them are in, some of them come over when they're 16 and they play here. So it's, it's pretty different than other sports too. So to hear their stories is yeah. obviously totally different than a lot of other ones. Yes, like the, a thousand percent. And I think, um, I think for me, that's why my experience and career has been so unique, and the value I feel like I can provide is so is is so specific. Is because of the degree, the, the wide, varying degree of teammates and teams and cultures and coaches and stuff that I've played. Four and under, mm-hmm. you know, I've got 15 year old 
teammates who are mentally 30 years old because they've immigrated from another country and this is their means to provide for their family back home to 15 year olds who think, you know, $50,000 is the most money that's ever been, (laughs) they could ever make in their entire life. And they live at home with their parents and they're not even thinking about the idea of anything other than tomorrow to 35 year olds who have the same exact mindset and aren't even prepared for post post career to, you know, uh, guys I can't speak to because we don't speak the same language, but you still have to figure out how to understand each other both on and off the field and in the locker room. Like, I just think the, uh, the ability to create culture and build a camaraderie in a locker room um, with the with the huge degree of differences culturally, mentally, spiritually, physically, financially, skillfully, all of that is a, is a skill that, I definitely know for a fact after having over a thousand plus teammates over the course of my career um, is uh, very unique and one that uh, not many people have nor fully understand. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Even just when you were just talking about that, I was just thinking about like just the the age range that you played with is just like crazy too. And just like thinking about like, I know what's his name? Griffin's in like high school still, right? So that's like, yeah, I think crazy, and you're yeah, like in your eleventh year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like, what people, I guess there's no other real work environment where there's that large of degree of separation in terms of age, like that, right? There's probably like there's people who probably work with, hey, my my boss is sixty and I'm twenty five years old. Yeah, that makes sense, right? Like, okay, yeah, but not like, hey, you know. 14-year-old came in to train with us today in a first-team training session, right, and then signed with us at 15, and now he's in the locker room, and he's my competition. And, you know, well, you he doesn't dad. understand. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> know or understand, like, what, what what this is and what this means. And, like, you know, maybe his only experience of this is what he's seen in highlight tapes on Instagram and YouTube. You know what I mean? So, for me... I feel it's very important for this type of information to be out there so kids have access to it. So, you know, I know they have dreams and aspirations to want to do this, and I know I know, professional is a goal for a lot of kids and, mm-hmm. you know, and people, but I, <laughs> what it is and what it means to be a pro and what's required to be and stay at this level is, is not what a lot of these youth coaches and directors and organizations are selling kids on you know mm-hmm. so um yeah i mean i what we i talk about here at perfect soccer is we tell our truth from our personal experience we share what we've learned from doing it ourselves and you know like a lot of the times you might not like what i have to say or how i have to say it or what i'm saying but or it might come off as cocky right or arrogant or however it is um but I'm, I'm telling you the truth. Yeah. And, um, yeah, most people, uh, I talked about it, I talked about it on live and talked about it on Twitter and all that. Uh, the truth is hard to sell. Most people aren't buying the truth. If, if you've ever wanted to have a really hard job, one that's almost just impossible to do, go around and try to sell people on the truth. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that takes a long time. People are just now starting to buy what I'm selling because I've been selling. It's taken me 11 years to to get people to start buying in on the truth. Yeah. And they're still fighting me on it. 
yeah, they're still fighting me on it. But then I realized it's the MSL, it's Mental Strength League. <laughs> Truth is true whether you believe it or not. I really don't care. Either ride the wave or get get ran over by it. But it doesn't really matter to me. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> All right, are <laughs> yep. you ready for the, the Quincy Five that you came up with? So you're about to answer your own yeah. questions. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, well, let's set some context. So when we did set up this show, uh, there are five questions that I want asked to every pro uh, player who joins in on the show, and uh, Paul is now using those questions against me. So this is, <laughs> this will be good. I actually don't even remember what the five were, so, oh, good. so let's see. <laughs> Uh, what, what's the most important quality or skill you is the largest contribution to the, your success as a pro player? My mentality. Yeah, that was like, e- that was easy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> my mentality is a thousand percent. See, this but, is why. See, this is why they're the but, Quincy questions. You already knew the answers, and I didn't. You, uh, there like, you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, maybe I'll give a little more context as to it. So, uh, not only my mentality, but my stubbornness and unwillingness to figure out how to teach my mentality to others so they can understand and leverage that for themselves so they can accomplish their goals. So, um, yeah. Or what's the biggest, yeah. What's the biggest mistake you think most pros make? Oh, the biggest, biggest mistake, uh, most pro players make is, uh, approaching the game thinking that their career will never end one day. It's probably every pro athlete, huh? Or a lot yeah, of me. pretty much every single – yeah, well, pre- pretty much – and I've talked to thousands of pros, and pretty much all of them believe that they are the chosen one, and, and which is – I mean, why wouldn't they? They've gotten to the pro level. That mm-hmm. means they've beaten like, – a huge percentage of the population to get to where they're at, right? Mm-hmm. But your greatest strength can, will, not can, will eventually become your greatest weakness because as time goes on, if you're not constantly learning how to beat yourself, other people are learning how to beat you and they will eventually pass you. And uh, many players aren't buying insurance while playing while it's cheap, right? When you first start out, as a pro and you're young, that's when insurance is cheapest to buy. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm going approach the game, protecting yourself from worst case scenario. So I'm not saying not to take risks, take as many risks as you can. But when you, before you take the risk, buy insurance, right? Buy insurance. And, and not only just like actual insurance, I'm just going like every type of insurance. Mm-hmm. If a, if an agent or a coach or an organization is promising you the world. Okay, you can believe them, but what's your plan for if they're all full of crap and they're lying to you and you won't know that until six months from now, right? Well, do both. Believe them and do the work as if they're telling you the truth, but also do the work that you need to do so if they lied to you, you're still okay. Because at the end, you're going to have a win-win. You're going to have a valuable lesson. You're either going to know that you can trust them and that's going to be a valuable asset to you, or you're going to realize that you cannot trust them, or uh, you can't. You can always trust them. You can trust that you can't trust them, right? So again, turn everything into a win. Turn everything into a win-win. If you can trust that you can't trust someone, that means they're consistent. They're, that means they can be relied upon. So again, it just comes down to perspective. 
like I don't like I said again, and I'll say it again, again. Uh, truth is true whether you believe it or not. And if someone always doesn't believe the truth, well, then that means they're consistent. That means you can rely on them, and and you can you can plan you can plan around that. So mm-hmm. so yeah, hopefully that that helps. What advice would you give a young player trying to become a pro soccer player? I would say play the game for the reasons why you love and enjoy the game and focus on that. And if you think you want to become a pro player one day, then start learning what it is that pro players do and start doing that on your own in your free time. If you can't maintain a professional mindset or professional level or standard outside of mandatory practices and trainings, like on your own, then, you know, you, you just say you want to go pro. You don't actually want to be pro. Uh, that, that's okay. You play the game because you love playing the game. Um, understand that going pro means the game is no longer, the game is no longer what you love. The game is, the game is now something you are paid to do. And with that comes a lot of, unfair circumstances, a lot of things that I've just been around a long time. I've seen a lot of messed up stuff, unfair (laughs) things, backstabbing things, horrible people. Like, yeah, like (laughs) that's just, that's what it is. You know, everyone wants to do this. So when everybody wants to do something, once they realize doing it the right way or, or helping others doesn't help them or they believe it doesn't, then they, (laughs) they change up real quick. There's a lot of bad actors, a lot of fake people in this in this game and in this world so um, just understanding that if you're wanting to go pro so you can build the team and network of people around you that can help help you through the process and um, you know not everybody has that which is why we created perfect soccer so that everyone can have that this is for the you know the kid out there who wants to go pro wants to make it is dedicated to their craft is doing that extra work on their own but doesn't have maybe the money to be able to go to the best academy or organization or something. You don't need that. You don't need that. Um, you just need the information. And the information that I, I and we provide on our platform is free. Right? You can get access to all of it. There's a free version of everything. There's a free option. I won't even say a free version. There's a free option for everything that we, we put out, and there's a paid option for everything that we put out. So I didn't want price to be a reason why kids, parents, players, everybody couldn't get access to information. But if you want the information, this is very valuable information. This is information that I learned from blood, sweat, and tears investing hundreds of thousands of dollars of my own money to acquire and get over time. And it is available to anyone and everyone who's interested. But if you if you want it for free, you're going to have to do some work to get it. So that's how we've set it up. Because that's how it works. Nothing in life comes for free. You're going to put in time, effort, energy, or money. But, mm-hmm. you know, you only get out what you put in. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's what we are. That's what we stand for, and that's, that's why we're doing this. And what's something that most people think is true that you wouldn't believe is or isn't? What's something that most pe- people believe is true that I believe isn't? Well, that ties into what I said before. Most people believe that most people believe they want the truth and they they're open to hearing the truth. But I know that most people don't. Yeah, you're in their head. 
oh, I'm, I'm in their head, <laughs> and they don't want to believe it. Enjoy learning what it takes to become a better player from professional soccer players? Well, how would you like to work with professional players one-on-one? Now you can with B-Pro by Perfect Soccer. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-E-P-R-O to apply to work with our network of pro players today. And the last Quincy question is, what would you do if you weren't afraid? What would I do if I wasn't afraid? What would I do if I wasn't afraid? I would do everything that I've done in my career up to this point. (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) that's a good one huh yeah that one gets everybody yeah that one's gonna get everybody (laughs) all right so welcome to the nfl (laughs) yeah pretty much i mean yeah maybe maybe that's what i'll say to everyone after they try to answer it (laughs) yeah Yeah. let everyone yeah think through that Everyone's got to think through that and come to the come to that answer on their own. And then they'll come back and yell at you for asking that question. <laughs> I, I'll say you could blame Quincy. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> blame me. Yep. But then, but then they can go to perfectsoccerskills.com/slash/gameon and take our <laughs> take the quiz mentality quiz. Take the quiz. See if you have a loser's mentality or if you have a winner's mindset. <laughs> And uh, after you take that quiz, you can you can read our article of if you are in the game. So are you in the game? And find out if you're in the game or if you're getting played in the game. Definitely. Are right, you ready for some uh, fun off-the-pitch questions? Yes, sir. Uh, why do you wear number 25? Why do I wear number 25? What do you think? Oh, um, I wore... I wore number 17 all through my youth career growing up. And then when I got to college, I was trying to wear, I wanted to wear 17 again, but Juan Hernandez was the number one recruited player at Davis when I got there. And he, he, they, you know I mean? They asked him first mm-hmm. what he wanted. His number was 17. And then what did I take in college? What was my number in college? At that point, yeah, at that point, I just was like, okay, well, I really don't care about my number anymore. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, whatever. I don't even remember what my number in college was. I think it was 12. I think I was 12 in college. Let's say I was 12, I think. I don't know. Um, so then I was just that number in college. And then when I got to pro, I think the same thing happened again. Someone was 12 or 17. I don't know. And uh, 25 was available, and they, they gave it to me. And I was like, okay, cool. I guess for me, it's like, whatever. Give me whatever, and I'll make it work. So, you know. All right. Lemons, lemonade. Yeah, so that's why I got 25 was it. And then I got traded to Colorado, but Pablo Mastroni was 25, so I couldn't be tw- 25 when I was 12. Then then where, where'd I go after that? Colorado, then New York, Red Bulls. I don't think I officially got a number before I was traded to Toronto. 12 was taken, so then I was 18. And now I'm in Toronto, and then I signed with Chicago Fire. What was I in Chicago? And then I, I think I think I, I think I was twenty five in Chicago, but I don't know if I was twenty five from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> that you're making me think about it. Then Chicago, then where? Then back to San Jose, and I was twenty five again in San Jose. Then where was I? San Jose, then Montreal, 
25 was taken. I don't know who was 25, so I was number 30 in Montreal. And then when I signed with DC, am I 25? I'm 25 here, right? Yep. I think I'm number 25. Yeah, so I'm, <laughs> I'm 25 again here in, uh, in DC. So, yeah. Uh, uh, no, I guess no real rhyme or reason. I just, I, I make, I make do with what I'm given. Well, side question: Do you have all your jerseys from all your teams? Yeah, I've got, I've got, a, I've got jerseys in boxes and hung up all over the place. Like I've had, I've lived in, I think it's like forty-five plus different places over the last fifteen years because oh of soccer. God. So, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I've, uh, oh man, I could go through every single place that I've, that I've gone to. But yeah, uh, if people think there's consistency in this game for for players no like yeah. there's not so you have to your only consistency is inconsistency so you got to figure out how to adapt or die msl mental strength league we make it work but uh yeah i've got jerseys all over the place some storage units in chicago um, some stuff in uh some stuff in montreal that i still need to ship and then a lot of stuff back in california so yeah I, i'm pretty sure i've got a jersey from every single year i just would have to spend a little bit of time finding all of them that would be kind of uh, a cool little graphic post like all the jerseys you had like in in like animation or illustration whatever you want to say uh no that would be dope yeah that would be cool can you make that do you know how to do that uh no i'm not that advanced <laughs> no i saw eric's post yeah. actually the other yesterday when i was looking at his instagram and he did something like that for world cups Oh yeah, you made all the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we should. Yeah, we should. We should uh, bring that up to him and see if he could. He could uh, do that. Like, uh, yeah. Anyone who's listening, if you got any photos of me and you or my old one of my old jerseys or something, post it and tag me on Twitter. I'd be happy to retweet that and uh, give us some some cool ideas on some stuff that we can that we can make. Like, I think all the stuff I've been working on and doing for the last what eleven years now. Mm-hmm. Man, I uh, yeah, I'd love to see a lot of this stuff. I've been playing games and hanging out with fans and stuff for years and years and years. So I know there's a bunch of content and stuff that we've made in the past that I don't even I remember about. I think I was on the live. Yeah, when was I on the live? Yesterday I was on the live yesterday, and someone said, "Oh, you remember when we we did this and shot that?" And I'm like, "Oh man, I forgot of all the like the Quincy time episodes and the challenges yeah. and the meet and greets and stuff." So yeah, you yeah. got, you got been, unlimited been content. Yeah, like there is a. I honestly don't believe that there's any professional athlete ever to play the game who has a has a more. How would I even describe it? Like, I don't think that there's any professional player in the history of sports who has the knowledge of social media marketing and business than I do, and I will say that till the uh, uh, you can put me up against anybody. And I can have a conversation and debate with literally anybody. So if you guys would like me to debate people, <laughs> that's what I'd love to do. I would love to start doing that. That would be awesome. Well, I mean, Having also... conversations if, with... Yeah, I mean, that's what I was thinking, too, also for the podcast. I think that would be cool if we do some co-hosted episodes also. That would be dope, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm open to... If people got dope <laughs> ideas... I'm all, I'm I'm all about it. That's what we're here. Quincy's like, down to do anything, guys. Yeah. Tweet tweet them your oh, ideas. Pretty much, <laughs> there you go. Pretty, pretty much, almost anything. I think the only thing that I was making sure that I said, like, no, uh, 
was I said no food challenges when I was doing Quincy time challenges. Oh yeah. I'm I'm not trying to yeah I don't I don't do food challenges. I'm not trying to. Uh, I'm too competitive. I'm not trying to feel like crap for two days and like throw up a whole bunch just because I try to eat you know, eight hundred chicken wings. Yeah. Like and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what about what what do you like to do in your uh, downtime? Uh, I like to work on. Oh, okay. Several things. So, like in my downtime, I like hanging out with my my wife and my kids. But I also like leveraging our downtime. So most of the family activities that we do also align with uh, our long term goals. Mm-hmm. So we work out together. Um, we we um, we strategize together. We plan together. We come up with our ideas and collaborate and stuff. So like when we're all when we're all spending time together. We're also figuring out ways to kind of just build the Ameriquois uh, legacy. So we're, it's a whole family. It's a whole family endeavor. So I, I think I talk a lot about leveraging your time and and um, building building relationships and building um, building a community of people who who are already doing what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like, like in my mm-hmm. downtime, I'm I'm working on the things that we've been building. That's what that's downtime to me. I, I enjoy, I enjoy building businesses. I enjoy, um, helping people understand the process. I help, I like, I like, um, you know, uh, one of our purpose of our company is to over deliver value, leave every exchange having given more than we received. Um, that's been my philosophy and that's how I've approached life. Um, and so I became self-aware at nine years old and, uh, yeah, it served me well. And I, I, uh, plan to continue to, to do the same and more in the future. Gotcha. And do you want your kids to play soccer? Um, if I had the choice, I'd like them to, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, everyone has their own choice. Yeah. Right. So, so I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be angry if they, could. yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be angry if they chose not to. Um, but I, I would be very, I'd be very grateful and happy if, if they had a natural affinity to it. Cause, um, I know that I know there's a lot I could teach them and I know it'd be a great way for us to bond and to build a relationship because soccer is how I built a really great relationship with my father. So I'd love to be able to do the same with my kids, but I also know that um, I've, like I said, I've talked to and played with a lot of different players. I, 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 I know a lot of stories of players who said that the relationship with their, with their father was horrible because of soccer, because they didn't really want to do it, but their, their father made them. So, um, we'll see. And, um, uh, hopefully, hopefully they, they're drawn to it. So say one of them plays like a different sport, like, are you going to go and you don't know that much about it? Are you going to like go all out to figure out, uh, your best knowledge to figure out like that sport? Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah, I can <laughs> if anyone knows me or even if you know me, a thousand percent. So, okay. I don't think I've ever told the story. Uh, fun fact is, I almost never had a professional soccer career because in my senior year in college at Davis, I was introduced to judo and, uh, that was the, of all the sports I've ever played. So I was a pole vaulter. I have the pole vaulting record at my high school. Um, I also did pole. I did a open track meet at UC Davis my second year. And I think I beat all the pole vaulters there. I had pole vault in like two years. I made a lot of people angry after that. So they didn't, they didn't let me, 
do that anymore after that. Woody Wilson track meet. That's what it was called. <laughs> oh, that was a good time. But, uh, yeah, I played many, many sports. And it wasn't – I was introduced to judo my senior year of college. And I was obsessed with it. I fell in love with it. And uh, that is the one sport out of all the sports I've ever played that I have had a innate, natural, gifted talent for. Like, there's no sport I've played that I've been better at more quickly than that. And uh, to the point that it was between a professional uh, mixed martial arts career, which means mm-hmm. I would have just given up soccer and just done that full time, or go pro. And um, I almost decided to do judo because I, I enjoyed it and liked it that much. But the practical, so, so the practical decision, um, back then was to, you know, hey, professional was a contract. It was there. If I, if I, you know, I put all this time, effort, and energy into this, I should at least pursue this um, and see where it goes. I do really enjoy judo. I am naturally uh, gifted at it. I, you know, in the tournaments and stuff that I did, I, I yeah, I, I, like, I liked it a lot. There might be some photos online of back from the tournament that I, the first tournament that I did. Yeah, I, I almost was a UFC fighter, basically, because that's what I was going to do. <laughs> yeah, well, you answered my last question because I was going to say, what would you do if you weren't a soccer player? Oh, so, like if I, yeah, okay. So there you go. If you're not saying business, or, yeah. yeah, if it wasn't business, yeah, if it's not business or anything, like if you're saying sports related, yeah. I'd be a UFC fighter, yeah. a thousand percent. I could see it. Yeah. You got have the, oh, I, I, got the mental capacity for it. Oh, I mean, the number of times I've considered uh, the number of times I've considered making a career change and doing it, probably too many times. But yeah, I would like. Oh, man, hey, I, with I all these like with all stuff. these uh, crossovers and all these fights that are going on, and then you throw in an MLS player into it, then maybe it'll sell. Hey, I'm I'm down. <laughs> maybe I, maybe I should that. not. Maybe I should not convince you. Your wife's probably gonna get mad I mean, at me. <laughs> Right, it's not it's not much convincing to to be done. You know what I mean? Like, if Zlatan wants his free his free mental space back, maybe we just set up a you know David versus Goliath uh, <laughs> UFC sanctioned you know fight that uh, we each get a year to prepare for, and then we'll just see what happens. Like he did Taekwondo, right? Uh, I'm not sure. Just people are telling me, yeah. Well, people are telling me he did Taekwondo. So like, yeah, there you go. He there you go. Well, I, I mean, the only the only downside they wouldn't they wouldn't sanction it because you guys are going to be the same weight class. How much weight do I need to gain just so I can <laughs> <make> it <happen? laughs> give me enough give me enough time? What do you mean? Beautiful. All right. No <laughs> I mean, you saw yeah, you saw him run into me in the eighteen mm. yard box and stumble backwards like a small child, like. <laughs> Made all of his sonic hedgehog coins spill out of his back pocket. You know what I mean? Like, I'd be, I'd be concerned about him. I'm more concerned about him. They should be worried about him. You know? Like, oh, man. All know, right. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a no, yeah, I'm a nobody. He's this big brand, you know? Like, you don't want him to get hurt, but you know what I mean? Unless he's scared. Yeah. But whatever. No. Like, if he's scared, that's okay. That's no. okay if he's scared. That'd be. You know? Yeah, no, I get scared sometimes, so it's okay to get scared. Yeah, for right. sure. If you're scared a lot of time, that's okay. Yeah, it's okay a lot of time. Don't worry. All right, so Don't worry la- about it. You know what? Don't worry about it a lot of time. It's okay. All right, so last one. Okay. What, what could the fans and the listeners expect from the 
Perfect Soccer Radio and Perfect Soccer Podcast for the for 2020. Uh, got you. High level, high level mentality training. That's what they can expect. Great quality content. Um, uh, a lot more regular content. A lot more partnerships. Um, a lot more people uh, joining the team and uh, really wanting to create a platform for individuals who are doing doing good, hard, honest work who aren't getting recognition for it. You know, all the all the people who are super like only in it for themselves and aren't passing on knowledge to those after them and helping people are getting all the attention, the accolades, and the money. And uh, we will change that business model. We will surely change that business model because 2020 will be the year of vision. So 2020. Perfect. And and let the people know where they could follow you in Perfect Soccer. Right? Um, you can follow us at perfectsoccerskills.com. You can subscribe to our uh, podcast at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. If you're wanting to join my mental strength league newsletter, so my personal uh, mental strength coaching newsletter, you can go to quincyamericwell.com slash about. Uh, learn more about me and uh, my mental strength coaching, as well as uh, I'm wanting to get into public speaking and doing that as well, too. So if you want me to come in and speak to your group or something or whatever, I'm open for that. And if you want to get an understanding of what it is I talk about um, and yeah, the, the concepts and ideas I, I talk about, you can um, you can join the newsletter and you'll see the talk I did at Bill Hamid's camp where I discussed the three S's of self-awareness. So self-honesty, self-initiative, self-accountability, the first three steps of the AmeriCorps process. So yeah, um, those would be the best places to start. And, uh, you know, follow me on Twitter and send in your memes and make fun of me and my career and we can have some, we can have some fun. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. And, uh, can't wait to see what 2020 brings. Oh, me too. <laughs> thanks for having me. Quincy Marroqua here, and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you'd like us to interview next, we'll get working on that right away. You can listen to this full episode and more at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today.